0: Friday, November twenty sixth. and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, it's uh, the day after Thanksgiving. Are you fully recovered from uh, <laughs> the cranberry sauce and the stuffing? Are we we all good?
1: Oh my God! Yeah, it took me a while, but I'm I, I'm on the way. I'm on the way back, Joe.
0: Great, uh, another uh, successful holiday. Glad to, to be around family and friends again uh, after missing last year, but. But, you know, the Guardians uh, have a a lot to be thankful for this year, Uh, a 40-man roster full of young talent and uh, arms that uh, contributed in a variety of ways last year. Uh, One of them, Nick Sandlin, a guy that we're going to talk about today. We're actually going to talk about two guys on the 40-man roster, Nick Sandlin and Eli Morgan. Uh, We'll start with Sandlin, who uh, made his major league debut, actually both Sandlin and, and Morgan did this year. But Sandlin came out and uh, you know, showed some of the promise that uh, he, he, he started off with in his, his pro career after being drafted and playing at three different levels uh, his first pro season. Uh, he comes in uh, this year and, and made a, a pretty solid contribution in the, out of the bullpen.
1: Yeah, definitely, Joe. The Indians have been waiting. <laughs> the Guardians have been waiting on him for a while. You know, he was the second-round pick. In 2018, a college kid, you know, kind of a funky delivery, that sidearm delivery. And like you said, that in 2018, you know, just, you know, kind of zoomed through their minor league system and uh, they were waiting for him in 2019. I think he would have got a, you know, a call up, but he, you know, he, unfortunately he, you know, he kind of broke his elbow, uh, you know, because he puts a lot of stress on that arm. Uh, He broke his elbow in uh, during the season, the 2019 season, then COVID hit in 2020, he was at the alternate site. So they really had to wait on him and finally made his big league debut uh, this, this past season.
0: You talk about that, uh, that funky sidearm delivery. Uh, we, we've seen uh, them try to build a bullpen with pieces like this before when they added uh, Adam Simber back in 2018, uh, you know, with the, the sidearm sort of weird delivery uh sandlin sort of the anti-simber though you know simber was was slow and and relied on a lot of movement uh sandlin you know he can get it up there 96 miles an hour
1: yeah sandlin uh definitely a a bit of a different uh animal than than uh um yeah simber than simber simber you know was kind of you know the the down under kind of you know 86 to 88 but like you said uh you know sandlin can can get it up there he's uh you know he throws uh like uh four different pitches slider sinker four seam fast splitter uh you know the uh average velo on the sinker and the four seam are right around 95 miles an hour and uh you know he can uh he can get lefties and righties out you know that was simber's problem you know he kind of Went back and forth. One, you know, right one, right one year. Right-handers wore him out. One year, lefties wore him out. But uh, you know, in 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 you know, kind of just a short uh, kind of you know short window that we saw Sandlin thirty four games. You uh, know, right-handers hit one seventy. I mean, uh, yeah, right-handers hit one ninety two, and and lefties hit one forty six against him. You know, and the lefties you would think had the advantage on him because he was coming. You know, as a side armor on the right hand side,
0: does does Sandlin project as a guy who who can come in to face a right handed bat, but then stay in if they if the opposition decides to 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 pitch a lefty or, or to pinch hit a lefty, or uh, you know with the three batter rule, he can he can stay in for uh you know uh, an inning plus if he has to 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 face another right handed bat.
1: Yeah, I definitely think so. I think that's what. uh you know, Terry Francona has been a, a big proponent of uh, Sandlin, and that's always one of the reasons he cites. You know, he can, he can get lefties and righties out. Uh, you know, uh, there, there was, you know, it's been some incidents uh, last season where lefties kind of did get some big hits off him. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think, you know, he was still, you know, Francona really was confident in him that he could stay in there, give you more than one inning. And he gives you that different look like we, you were talking about and uh, changes things up out of the uh, bullpen. And when he got hurt, you know, and had to, uh, you know, go on the injured list, uh, I think they missed him. I think that was one, you know, that put a lot of pressure on the bullpen.
0: Yeah, it, it, it did. The bullpen definitely changed, uh, you know, about mid August when, when he uh, had to go on the injured list and, and sort of was, uh, you know, kind of forgotten about after that. And, uh, Prior to that, he had started to 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 work on and maybe try to mix in that that split finger. And I don't know if it's a, a another a bit of influence from Blake Parker again, uh, as you know, needing to add another uh, sort of an off-speed pitch for him. Uh, he only threw it about you know a dozen times in yeah. in games, but it was something that he was he was sort of tinkering with and working with. Is is adding an off-speed pitch uh, a, a splitter uh, something that you know, can help him next year, uh, take things to the next level.
1: Yeah, I, I would think so. You know, the, you know, the slide his slider is right around 79 miles an hour. Then he's got the two harder pitches with the sinker and the four seam. And, uh, you know, like you said, Joe, he didn't throw the splitter much, but that, you know, the average VLO on that was 87, around 87 miles an hour. So that gives you kind of an in-between pitch to those, you know, the two hard pitches and then, uh, the slider so maybe you know that does mix it up a little bit
0: right yeah especially you know coming at you from all the angles that he does uh you know a pitch that has the, the bottom drop out like a like a splitter can uh, it, it can definitely do things uh for him uh hopefully to, to to take guys off of maybe that hard stuff that he throws uh, a little bit uh you, you, we talked about the injuries we talked about the the broken elbow in in 2019 uh, the elbow strain, obviously this year, uh, the, the funky delivery sort of lends itself to the, the possibility of more injuries. Uh, what's the projection there in terms of his ability to just be able to, to stay with the, the, the active roster?
1: Yeah, you know, I think that if there's a question, that's got to be it. Uh, you know, at, in college, he made the, uh, you know, kind of transformation from, uh, you know, uh, starter to the bullpen at the University of Mississippi. And then, uh, you know, they, you know, he, he just seemed ideal for the bullpen, you know, after they the uh, the Cleveland drafted him. Uh, but, you know, durability is gonna be a question mark. You know, he's not a big guy. Um, he has, he, there's a lot of torque on that arm. You know, he hurt the shoulder as well this past season. So, uh, you know, I, I would think, you know, durability is a big question mark. It's a red flag and, you know, it uh, hopefully, you know he he's able to find a happy medium with his pitches and his arm slot and um, and they use him the right way where they can keep him you know on the field.
0: Right, uh, one and one record, uh, no save opportunities last year, two point nine four ERA. Uh, he struck out forty eight in thirty three and two third innings. Uh, did have a, a a higher WHIP a one point one two nine WHIP, but. Uh, really, it, you know, and, and he was still, a, you gotta, gotta remember, even at 24, he was a rookie and, and did give up what, uh, a pair of home runs, uh, walked 17. So there were, there were some ups and downs there. He gave up some contact and, and got hit a little bit, but, uh, there were flashes there where he came out and he'd be, he'd look dominant.
1: Yeah. You know what, uh, he's averaging 12.8, uh, uh strikeouts per nine. You know, four point five walks per nine. That's probably a little high, higher than they they like, but yeah, he can be dominant. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, and I think you also got to remember, Joe. This guy didn't really. You know, I mean, he. I think he he was kind of limited in spring training. If I if I if I remember, might have been a thing. might have
0: been a groin or something, right? I, yeah,
1: and there, oh. and uh, and then he didn't really pitch. Yeah, I guess he pitched in the alternate camp. You know, so, but when he came up in May, you know, the, the triple A, the minor league season hadn't even started because it had been pushed back from COVID. So he really, you know, he kind of jumped into the big leagues with both feet, uh, with not a lot of, uh, you know, triple, I don't think he's ever pitched a triple A. So, no. you know, so, uh, you know, he, he missed that phase of, uh, his development. So, you know, that's, you know, that's something that I think we have to remember as well.
0: Right uh as far as heading into the 2022 season uh what would a good 22 you know look like for Nick Sandlin uh, in terms of number of number of appearances uh in terms of just you know what he's able to produce out of the bullpen for Terry Francona
1: yeah you know that uh you know i think he, he's like uh, i don't know if he's a if if he, if he if he's a multi-inning guy joe i don't know i you know i would think you know 50 appearances if he's up for, if he makes the opening day roster 50 appearances probably around 60 innings something like that you know uh you know a low ERA if if he could you know if that ERA is anywhere between 2.94 and you know 3.50 uh you know high you know if he keeps that strikeout rate up i think that would be that would be good and yeah. you know he might be you know he could be you know if, if you needed a closer with that funky motion you know on a, on a day when when class A is, in, is down or or check is down, you know, he, he might be able to go in there and, and get that guy.
0: Yeah. I think that he, he definitely has a, 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 an approach, a mental approach to the, to the, you know, that could translate to a closer's role. If, if he's pressed into it, like you said, on a day when both of those guys are down, uh, I'd say anything in double digit strikeouts per nine uh, for, for Sandlin next season, if he can, if he can maintain that, and stay healthy throughout the entire season. Uh, those are the, the the two big sort of uh, earmarks for me. If if if, if Sandlin's able to do that, okay. Let's uh, let's shift the focus right now and, and talk a little bit about uh, Eli Morgan. Uh, I who, Eli's a, a you know fun story, I guess to to talk about. He was a, a draft pick out of Gonzaga. You don't uh, you don't see a lot of baseball players coming out of Gonzaga. Uh, usually, we're talking about basketball guys, right?
1: definitely yeah and
0: uh and Eli's definitely not a basketball player he stands he's only about 5'10 so
1: yeah I mean you know kind of a you know one of those guys that uh he had probably one of the most uh memorable big league debuts that that, that of any uh Cleveland player in in the last few few seasons when he faced Toronto in a hurricane at and, uh, uh drop, i mean at, uh, at progressive field, he almost got blown off the mound. And, uh, you know, so, Hey, he survived that. So, you know, give him credit for that.
0: Yeah. You call that, uh, debut, uh, memorable. I would call it forgettable. Uh, that was, it was definitely not, uh, the way that you picture things when you, uh, you know, see yourself starting your career on the, uh, the major league ball field. Uh, Eli Morgan, like you said, got, uh, Got beat up pretty good in his first outing, but then settled in. I I, I was shocked when I looked back at the numbers. He had, he made eighteen starts during the season, uh, went five and seven with a five point three four ERA, eighty nine and a third innings pitched, and eighty one strikeouts. He came in with a reputation for having just a, a, a knockout uh, changeup. That that was his uh, his calling card was good command and a knockout changeup. And high strikeouts in the minors because, you know, that was that, that was what he did. He would just go at guys with the with the changeup. Uh, it was two pitches. Uh, his his first outing against Toronto, uh, it lasted two and two thirds innings. Gave up uh, six runs on eight hits, including a home run. And uh, you know, he walked to struck out one, uh, in a an eleven uh, to two loss to. You know, a powerful offense for the for the Blue Jays. But then, you know, after a couple of weeks back with uh, Columbus, he came back and and you know had a stretch where he was he was a pretty effective pitcher, going uh, you know almost at least five innings uh, in one, two, three, four in like nine of his next ten
1: outings. Yeah, really consistent when he came back the uh, second time, Joe. And if you remember, that's when, you know, they, you know, Bieber and and Savali and, uh, and, uh, 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 I mean, that's when they were having problems with the rotation. Uh, and they needed, they needed a a starter that would come in and, and give them some, uh, you know, quality innings and some, you know, kind of consistent innings. And, and, uh, Morgan really did that. And like you said, um, you know, in his, in his in his big league debut, it was so windy. His best pitch, the changeup, wasn't it? wasn't It wasn't changing direction. It was just kind of getting blown up in the air. I think because it was so windy. And, and finally, when he came back, he could make that changeup work. And it was really an effective pitch. He, you know, he's kind of a gutsy guy. Kind of showed some moxie, and uh, you know, d- did really a nice job. I, you know, I, the game that sticks out to me, I, I, I believe, is when he. You know, late in the season against the Yankees, um, you know, he pitched, what, six scoreless or something? You know, six, uh, you know, he, he had a, just a really a nice start against him. And at Yankee Stadium, and that, you mm-hmm. know, that kind of tells you something about a kid.
0: One run on six hits uh, and three strikeouts in six innings and picked up a win. Uh, the offense picked him up that day, uh, scored 11 runs. It was 11 to 1. But you know, really, he he went out there and 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 won that game for him, going six innings, uh, and and really only allowing one one run on a home run uh, against the Yankees in Yankee Stadium. That's a tough place for a, a rookie pitcher to 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 sort of pitch a game.
1: Yeah, you know, I remember talking to Ruben Niebla, who uh, you know, uh, the uh, Indians' assistant pitching coach, who who left the organization recently to be San Diego's pitching coach, and. You know the Indians have that reputation of developing you know not you know extraordinary uh pitchers into solid big league pitchers you know just not high, you know not big big you know high profile high draft pick guys but you know kind of you know the, that middle of the that middle of the road starter and he and he said you know Morgan could be the next guy he could be their next starter uh you know the uh, unfortunately this spring this past spring he really didn't get to pitch a lot with uh, the big league club because he had to be at, uh you know he had a strained elbow or strained forearm he came into camp with it mm-hmm. and the, I think he only made one appearance with the big league club in spring training before you know they broke camp
0: right yeah and and that was sort of the the thing was that he didn't get the the long look in in spring training because of the injury but they they sort of knew that he was going to be one of those guys that 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 could give them depth. Uh, they just didn't realize that they were going to have to use it as as much as they did in in uh, when all those injuries occurred uh, in in June and July. So uh, it, he was he was really sort of forced into the into the role. I think they really would have probably rather he he take a little longer at at AAA this year uh, this past season. Um, but now he's he's up and he's with the club. And now, where does he he slot into this rotation that that has, like you said, if if, if healthy, uh, Beaver Savali, Plesak, uh, Quantrill, and McKenzie. Now, is, is there a spot for him in that rotation?
1: Yeah, you know that's a great question. Uh, I think you know you, from the outside looking in right now, you got to say he's, he's a depth guy. But uh, you know, we saw how fast that can turn around. Uh, depth guys become you know frontline starters last season. Cal Quantrill was a depth guy. (laughs) Yeah, right. Quantrill was a depth guy. You know, we didn't know too much about McKenzie. You know, was he healthy enough? Could he weather a full season? Uh, And Morgan, you know, I think he put himself on the map, Joe. I think this is a guy that, you know, uh, showed he could start at the big leagues, could be consistent. Uh, I think he's only going to get better. Uh, is he, is he a guy that if they make a trade, would they, would they include him in a trade?
0: What's his ceiling though? Is, is he uh, a good, you know, five or four starter? Is he a, a two or a three starter? He's, he doesn't really have the, the look or the makeup of a, of a, a, a one or two guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would think he's probably a back end starter, you know, fourth or fifth, uh, Maybe you know if you go to a six-man rotation, he'd be ideal for that. Uh, but I think uh, you know he's he's one of those guys that you know every organization needs. It's not like he's a he's not six four though. He's you know usually people like teams like big right-handed pitchers, you know, and 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 he's not that prototype. But uh, I think he I think he can help you. I think he could help. He could help a ball club.
0: Yeah, and he 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 doesn't really have any sort of like uh, real pedigree either. He he just sort of comes at you, you know, this this unassuming, a uh, you know really nice down to earth guy. As, as I've talked to him a couple of times uh, in in the dugout, uh, he's he he really doesn't come at you with any sort of ego or anything like that. But then he gets out on the mound and he's a real gamer. He uh he he attacks and he's uh, uh you know just sort of fun to watch him go out there and, and get guys to spin themselves into the ground with that changeup, uh, no matter yeah. what he's, he's always got that.
1: Definitely. And uh, you know, I think he, you know, I just like the way he handled himself. I thought, you know, the, the longer he was out there, the better he got, you know, the more starts he got, the more confidence he got. And uh, it seemed like, you know, I, I remember the start against the Cubs at Wrigley, he pitched very well and you know, I think he went into the sixth inning there it seemed like the bigger the situation, the the better he pitched.
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, yeah. I love where, where, what would a good 2022 season look like for Eli Morgan, assuming everybody's healthy uh, both in front of him and, and he himself, Uh, 10 starts, something like that. Maybe uh, if, if, if he's able to pick up spot starts that way.
1: Yeah. You know, maybe, you know, double headers or who knows, you know, maybe you need a, you know, a spot starter like you said, but I, I'd like to see him just get a full season at AAA, You know, make twenty-five to thirty starts there, and really kind of develop and and put himself on the map. I think he did that this past season, but now just kind of fill in. You know, that that work you didn't get last season because of the the injuries. Fill in your uh, your uh, the back of your baseball card a little bit, and you know, get that experience. And then, uh, you know, get ready to make the move. You should be, you know, I think, what, 25 to 30 starts or whatever it would be at, at uh, Columbus has got to make you better. And uh, then uh, you're you're kind of on a springboard right there for maybe 2023 or who knows, you know. But but I would think he could be a spot starter definitely next season.
0: All right. Well, Hoynsey, it's Black Friday. Uh, we've got some shopping to get out and do. So we're going to go and do that. We'll, uh, we'll get back with you guys uh, and, and start to round out this, uh, this 40-man roster review in the next couple of weeks. Uh, look for, on Sunday, the next poll of uh, players we'd like you to order for us to, to determine who we talk about uh, beginning uh, Monday uh, here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, Hoinsie, we'll we'll talk to you later. Good deal, Joe.